This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, we're in the last installment on Friendship with the Holy Spirit. And this is Friendship with the Holy Spirit Part 4. And so we have a uh, a traditional uh, scripture that we've been going with all month on our series. And that's 2 Corinthians 13, 14, the message. And it says here, the amazing grace of the Master, Jesus Christ. And He is amazing grace. Amen. The extravagant love of God. And God is love personified. And the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Or be with all of you. And so we see this, that, that the Holy Spirit wants to be our friend. God wants to, he, 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 we, we, don't, we don't have dead religion. Can I talk to somebody today? We have living faith. And so our faith is alive, hallelujah. Because God wants to reveal himself to us, not just on Sunday morning. I'm going to say that again. God wants to reveal himself to us every day of our lives. Do you believe that today? And God wants to help us, amen, through the power of the Holy Spirit. So today, I'm going to talk to you about spiritual gifts and, uh, and really pertaining to our purpose in life. And when we find out what God is calling us to do, we will be in that place called there. I'm going to say that again. When we discover what God has placed in our lives, that the anointing that he has placed in our lives, uh, we'll be moving in that place called there. Say, I'm getting there. And so the only way we can do this is we can't do this in the natural. You know, you can't serve God in the natural. You, you can't, you, a lot of us are trying to do it in the flesh and we get tired in the flesh. You can't do it in, in the natural. You can only do it by the power of the Spirit. If you're going to walk this faith walk, you got to do it in the power of the Spirit, not in your own ability. Amen. And I like in Zechariah 4, 6, uh, it says here, it says, So he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. So if we're going to overcome in this life, we're going to overcome by the power of the Holy Spirit. We can't do it in our own power. We can't do it in our own strength. We can't do it in our own smarts. Amen. No, no. When you get, when you realize that you got to have God in your life, and I'm talking to anybody today, that, 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 that if it wasn't for God, we would be nothing. We would have nothing and we can do nothing. You got to get a revelation of that. Sometimes we get self-satisfied in our careers and the money that we have in our banks and we, we get self-satisfied and we start thinking we're okay. We don't need a... And, and these things can, can, can keep us from really being dependent on God. And I'm going to say this. We need to stay dependent on God no matter where you're at in your life. No matter how good it looks. It's funny when, 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 when we have problems that when we, we know we need to get dependent on God. But when we don't have any problems, we, we t- sometimes... We, 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 we lean our own abilities. Amen? And so we need to be, look at your neighbor and say, get dependent on God. Amen. So it's not by our might, not by our power, but by his spirit. And so in 1 Corinthians, this is the Apostle Paul. And he says, now about the gifts of the spirit, brother and sister, I do not want you to be uninformed. Now, I'm going to say this, that most of the church and 
most of the church that, that's, that, that's, you know, in Christendom, uh, most of the church, um, they're not walking in the fullness of the giftings that God has called them into. Brother Hagin says most, most people don't even enter in the first phase of the ministry that God has called them into. Brother Hagin went into four, four uh, he was in the fourth phase of his ministry, and he said most ministers, most people don't even enter the first phase. So hopefully today, after I'm preaching, you guys are going to enter at least the first phase of your ministry. Amen? Glory to God. And so, and so it says here that the gifts, of, uh, it says in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 1, now the, about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. So, so, so people are uninformed about the gifts that they walk in. And so most people don't really know what they have in Christ. And really, you're not going to know until you start stepping out. I'm talking to somebody today. You're not going to know until you start doing something. Okay. Until you start moving. You need to start moving forward. Uh, God wants us discovering our spiritual gifts. And when we discover them, I really believe we'll become more fulfilled Christians. Because, you know, uh, it's more than just us coming to church and hearing a sermon. Uh, It's more than just that. Amen. No, no, no. I'm a coach. And you're the players. I'm going to say that again. I'm a coach and you're the players. And you're supposed to be playing the game of life, which is, which is Christianity 101. And so in, in Romans 12, 6 and 8, it says we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. Amen. If you gift is prophecy, then prophesying in accordance with your faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministering, or teach, or, or he who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality. There's a ministry of, of the giver, amen? amen? He who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. So he's talking about there's different people that have different functions in the body of Christ. And he's saying that God, God puts these special giftings. And we, and I'm going to say this, we don't, you know, as individuals, we don't have it all. I'm going to say that again. As individuals, we don't have it all, but when we come together, we have it all. Amen. You wouldn't want me up here, I, I, you know, I say this quite often, you wouldn't want me up here doing worship. Amen? I don't have the voice for it, glory to God. That's not my gift. Now, my gift might be, I, I might have an orator gift. I might have a gift to be able to speak. Hopefully, I have a orator gift. Amen. You guys are still coming out. Amen. And uh, but I have a gift to speak and to be able to minister the the word of God. Praise God for that. Amen. And and just because I have that gift, you may not have that gift, but you might have another gift that 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 will in you know help this gift. You know, Yin. She's very gifted. She's like, she has the gift of the jack of all trades. Can I, can I talk to anybody today? In other words, she, you know, Yin can almost do everything. She can, she can work the sound. She can do the children's church. She, she uploads videos. Uh, she's very techie oriented. Amen. Thank God for a techie coming into the church. Amen. Or we would still be on a slideshow. We used to, we used to have this overhead projector. When Yin got here, we had an overhead projector that, and we had somebody sit at the projector and, and put, the, put the screen. Does anybody remember that? Any, any old timers in here? Yeah. 
And uh, we had that, and then Yin came out, and Yin said, you need some help. And thank God that we, we, we're, now we have video screens, and we have, we have it all set up. Glory God, it, it sure beats the overhead projector. And I, I thank God that, 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 that Yin came in to, to be able to help, and, and, and others, to be able to help in that area. So a, a spiritual gift... Uh, God is placing spiritual gifts on each one of us. And a spiritual gift is what God gives to people in the body of Christ to help build the kingdom of God. Amen. So God wants his kingdom built. Amen. God's purpose for each one of us. He wants us living out our purpose, operating the gifts. And, and, and he wants us doing this in his grace and in his spirit. Uh, you know, God used people in the Old Testament and, and he, he picked you know, specific people that he used in the Old Testament to, to, to accomplish his purpose. And, you know, I, I think about King David, and, and these were, a lot of these people were just ordinary people. I'm going to say this, that God uses the ordinary to do the extraordinary. You don't have to be this extraordinary, talented, Michael Jordan type personality. You know, you don't, you don't have to be all that and a bag of chips for God to use you. Amen. And what I love about God is that God uses the ordinary and he puts his extraordinary spirit on us to do something amazing. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so I think about some of these patriarchs in the Old Testament. I think about King David and think about King David uh, before he became king uh, and before he served in uh, you know, King Saul's army. Uh, before he even became a warrior, uh, he was a shepherd. He was just a lowly shepherd. I remember that when he came up to the battle and, uh, and to, to bring some, some cheese to the mice, I mean to the men, and uh, because uh, you know, Goliath was taunting the armies of God and, every, and all the Israelites were shaken in the boots. And, and David came to bring some food uh, to the army and to his brothers, Amen. And uh, his brother, you know, said, you know, was taunting him a little bit, was kind of teasing him and said, why did you leave that, those few sheep back there? Shouldn't you get back to those few sheep? Like, you don't really have any real purpose. You just, all you do is take care of sheep. You know, uh, you know, you know David learned some things by taking care of sheep. You're going to learn some things by just taking care of the little things it, that you have to do day to day. You're going to learn some things. And so, and so he said, you know, his brother said, why don't you get back to taking care of those little sheep? And, and, but, but, you know, what, what, what's amazing was that while he was taking care of that sheep, he was learning and growing. Because when, when Goliath said, you know, that, that he was challenging somebody to come fight him, finally David said, I'm going to be the man to take Goliath out. And remember when, when David went to King Saul and Saul said, you know, you can't do it. And David said, yeah, I can. Because when I was watching, you know, taking care of the sheep, uh, there was a lion that came and I took out the lion. You see why he was doing the sheep thing, why he was taking care of the sheep. God was preparing him. And I'm going to say this, that God's preparing you even right now. God is setting you up for something amazing in your life. Somebody say, I believe that. And, ye, and I'm going to say this. The chapter of your life is not over. It, it, it's just beginning. 
Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so David said, and then there was a bear, and, and, and he took out the bear, amen? In other words, he was, he was, he was doing the, 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 you know, shepherding thing, and through that shepherding thing, he learned how to walk with God. Amen. And so, and so I love that, and, and, there's, and there's, key, uh, there's a key factor in, in some of these patriarchs I'm going to talk to you about. And Nehemiah was a man that was a cupbearer to the king. And Nehemiah heard about the walls being broken down. And there's a book called the book of Nehemiah in the book, in, uh, in the Bible, amen. And in, in, in Nehemiah, he was, just, he was a cupbearer, just being his best, just serving the king. But you know what? He also was a God lover. He loved God and he, and he was a prayer warrior. And he, and he heard about the walls being broke down and he prayed to God that, 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 that he would be able to do something to build the walls. And, and because he, I'm going to say this, that if you're a prayer warrior, you're going to get some things done. If you can learn to pray, if you can learn to seek God's face, you're going to see something happen in your life. Amen. And Nehemiah was a prayer warrior and he prayed and the God and God Almighty gave him uncommon favor with the king and, and gave him so much favor, gave him the ability to, to, uh, to finance the wall. And, and the king even made him the governor over Israel. Amen. And gave him time off to build the wall. Glory to God. And so I'm going to say this, that he was just, just being his best, but there was an opportunity that came. Amen. And I'm going to say this, that God is going to give us some opportunities and we need to be ready to step in those places that God's calling us to. Amen. We need to get ready. Look at your neighbor and say, get ready because God's about ready to call you. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? I think about, and so King, uh, so we see Nehemiah had a leadership, uh, had a leadership gift. And, uh, and King David, he, he had a warrior gift. <laughs> he killed a lot of people. And Joseph, uh, uh, he was, you know, serving his dad. And, uh, and, and then he got thrown in the, in, in the pit. And then he got sold into Potiphar's house. And we know that Joseph was being his best serving in Potiphar's house and then ended up in prison and then ended up being the prime minister of Egypt, running Egypt. And we know that Joseph had an administrative gift. He, he knew how to administrate. He, he knew how to get things in order. Amen. And, and he had this administrative gift that God gave him so that he was able to run Egypt. He actually ran Egypt. So I'm going to say this, that God has placed giftings and talents and abilities in each one of us. And we need to start stepping out and doing what God is calling us to do. Amen. And so we see that. So God is opening doors and he's, he's making a difference. Amen. Now, in the New Testament, we see that God chose special people in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, through Jesus and what Jesus did, God is not just choosing just specific people, and he chose ordinary people like fishermen, tax collectors, and people with problems. You know, God chose people with problems to build his kingdom. And if you got problems today, you're a candidate to build God's kingdom. I'm going to say that again. A lot of times we disqualify ourselves 
because we have issues. But God uses people with problems. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Joyce Meyer had some problems. You know, she had issues. But God was able to use her mightily. She, she never went to like, like college or anything like that. But she's written over 100 books. Isn't that amazing? I mean, best New York Times bestseller book author. Amen? And, and God used her and, has, and is using her in, in a mighty way. Amen? And, so, and so, so God uses, again, the ordinary to do the extraordinary in this life. Amen? And so we see this, that, 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 that in the New Testament, God is not just, just picking specific people to do his work. He's picking everybody in the body of Christ to do a special work. I'm preaching today. I'm preaching, I'm preaching to somebody today. God is picking everybody. There's no, there's no big eyes and little U's in the kingdom of God. Maybe in the Old Testament there were specific people that were called, but God's calling, every, say I'm called. God's calling everybody. He's calling everybody. He's calling everybody to, to be a blessing in the kingdom of God. Amen? In Acts 2, 17 and 18 it says, In the last days, God says, I'll pour out my spirit on some people. That's right. It says in the last days, God says, I'll pour out my spirit on all people. This is NIV or all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. That means that God has a calling on your children. Amen. You say, uh, my kids? Yeah, he, he has a calling on your children. That's why we have children's church back there. We're training them to walk out their calling in God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, and so he says, he says, your daughter, he says, your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even my, in my maidservants, both men and women, I'll pour out my spirit on those days and they will prophesy. So, so again, going back to the scriptures, not by might, not by power, but by his spirit. And he's pouring his spirit of grace on the church. And what you got to do is you got to believe that you're gifted. You, you, you got to believe that God has put something on the inside of you that's going to make a difference in somebody's life. And I'm talking to somebody today. Amen. And so we see in Ephesians 4, 7, 8, it says, But to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Amen. I am a ministry gift. I'm in the five-fold ministry. And the five-fold ministry is you have, uh, I'm a pastor, but you have a prophet, you have the teacher, you have the, uh, uh, the evangelist, glory to God, and you have the apostle. And you have these ministry gifts, and I'm a ministry gift to you. And, I, and I'm unwrapped every Sunday for you, Amen. And what is my job? My job is to raise you up to do the work of the ministry. I'm going to say it again. My job is to raise you up. It's not the pastor who has to do everything. No, you, you're called to do something. When, when we discovered our prison, we have a prison ministry uh, through Exceed Life Church. 
And uh, we have people in the congregation that's writing the prisoners, amen, <laughs> glory to God, and ministering to them. And, uh, you know, and, and that ministry may get larger and larger, and we may need to incorporate more and more people to, to do ministry for the prisoners. Amen. And so, and so what's amazing about this is that, that, that their ministry gift of encouragement is working for the prisoners that are hearing my messages and being blessed. And so they're being blessed twofold. So, so praise God. What am I saying to you today? There's a place for each one of you. And you have to get into that place. And, and, and as you get into that place, I call that place called there, you're going to be fulfilled in your life. Most people as Christians, if they're not walking out the calling of, the life, of their call in, in this life, they're not going to be fully satisfied as Christians. They're going to always feel like something's missing in their life. Amen. Or, and sometimes when people aren't doing what they know they need to be doing, sometimes they fall out of church because they feel like they have no purpose. Say, I have purpose. So, so a ministry gift is, is a calling that is, is to help you fulfill. God puts a ministry gift on you to help you fulfill the purpose of God in your life. Amen. And so we see here in Ephesians 4.12 that he, he gave some to apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipment of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So this is what I just talked about. The fivefold ministry is to equip you, amen, uh, to do the work of the ministry. Amen. That's why we have a dream team in Exceed Life Church. Because the dream team is set up, amen. Thank God for the dream team, amen. The dream team are the people that are putting their hand to the plow. Thank God for James Johnson that puts up the flags. Glory to God. When you come, you see the flags. Amen. Thank you, James. And thank you for Steve. You're back there and he's back behind the curtain. You know, he's the, you know, the invisible man, but he's, he's doing a lot behind the scenes. Amen. Amen. Thank God for the teachers back there. Amen. That, that's teaching the children. Amen. And thank God that they're learning and, and, and coming into their destiny in God. Amen. And so, and so, amen. So I'm going to give you three points this morning. And the first point is God is calling each one of us to be ministers. I'm going to say that again. God is calling each one of us to be ministers. I'm more of an administrator or a coach. And in 2 Corinthians 5, 17 and 19, it says it this way, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 19, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, all, now, I love that because I'm going to say this, your past can't hold you back from the future that God has for you. Amen. See, a lot of times what we do is we disqualify us, ourselves, for a calling of God in our lives because we look at our past and because our past isn't that good, we say, well, no, God can't use me. God can't use a person like me because I don't have a good past. I, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I, I, had, I have some issues. And some people disqualify themselves because they're still dealing with issues. Did you know when I started serving in Exceed Life Church, of course, back then, it was Faith Acts Church. Uh, you know, they, the pastor asked me to, to, uh, to be an usher. Did you know I had a lot of problems? But the pastor didn't ask me, how many problems do you have before, I, before you start ushering? He didn't, he, didn't get, he didn't ask me for a list of issues that I had. Um, and maybe I'll, 
No, he, he, he saw me coming faithfully to church. And, and that is the key, is that if you remain faithful, God will make a place for you. If you just stay faithful, when I was coming out to church, being, being faithful, just showing up. And I like to say this, if you just show up, you just beat 90% of the people. <laughs> just showing up. And I was just showing up and the pastor said, would you like to be an usher? I said, oh, yes, praise God. I would love to be an usher. And, but but, but I, I, didn't, I didn't consider my past or I didn't consider my weaknesses to disqualify me. I was just thankful that, he saw, that the pastor saw something in me. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so I, I, I stepped up and, and thank God I, I, I started pastoring. But I mean, I started ushering. And when I ushered, I still had issues. I still had problems that I was working through. I still had situations I was dealing with, but I was doing something for God. And through that process, God was training me like David with the sheep. He was training me for this position that I'm in today. He was training me because I had to be faithful in being an usher, because if I couldn't be faithful in the little things, I'm talking to somebody today. If you're not faithful in the little things of God, how can God put you in charge of larger things? And I would show up and I, I never called out, thank God. I never said I can't make it. No, I always showed up at my post. If I was supposed to be there, I showed up. Thank God I was healthy and I... You know, I, I can understand if you get sick or something comes up that's pretty serious, you can't show up at times. I understand that. But, but, it, but as long as you can show up, show up. Show up. Look at your neighbor and say, keep showing up. Amen. And so we need to understand this, that every person, no matter what you do in the kingdom, is important. I'm going to say then, every person is important in the kingdom of God. And in 1 Corinthians 12, 20 and 23, he says, But now, indeed, there are many members, this is Paul, and he's given an analogy here, yet, uh, there, but indeed, there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather, those members of the body which seems to be weaker are necessary, and the members of the body which we think to be less honorable are these we bestow greater honor, and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty. So what is he saying? He's, he's saying here in, the, in this passage is that everybody's important in the kingdom of God. Everybody plays a part in the kingdom of God. And when we're all playing our part, it, it's kind of like a symphony. Uh, when everybody is in playing their part in a symphony, it, it, it becomes a beautiful sound. For the kingdom of God. Right now at Sea Life Church. When we're all together doing what God's calling us to do. We're making a beautiful sound for the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. So, so that's the reason why we have membership classes. We call them growth classes. Uh, the, uh, the growth class. And it's designed to give you the vision of the church. And it's designed to help you discover what your gifting is because we, 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 we help you to, to find your, your talents and your gift. And then we try to plug you in somewhere in the church that will help fulfill your gifting. Amen. So I want to encourage you, if you're coming out, 
come out to those classes and find out where your strengths are, and then you can get involved, glory to God. I mean, that's a plug-in in helping out, glory to God. Amen. Amen. And I believe that as you do that, God will, you know, you, you, I'm going to say this, where we start is not where we end. Just I started as an usher, and from being an usher, I ended up uh, coming back, you know, going to Bible school, coming back as a youth minister. They, they asked me to be the, the youth minister. And then from there, I became, you know, uh, then I started working in different areas of the church, and I worked with the youth. I worked with the children's uh, classroom. I, I, did, I, I, I wore a lot of hats in the church because the, the, it was a small church like this, and the pastor needed me. And, uh, and, I, and, and, and from, doing, from being a youth minister, then moving up to being an assistant pastor, now to a senior pastor. Amen. But all that would not have happened unless I stayed faithful. Faithfulness is the bedrock, amen, of the, the blessing of the call of God on each one of our lives. Again, if you just show up, you just beat every you beat 90% of the people. Just coming out, just being part of the service, just showing up, amen, uh, will bring you into a place of the grace zone in God, amen? So we see that, uh, and uh, praise God. And so we see that, that that's, the, that's, that's the number one thing. Number two, uh, not only are you called, but number two, every gift is unique and important. Glory to God. Every gift is unique and important. Glory to God. Amen. I think I just went over that. Glory to God. So you are unique and important to God. Hallelujah. And so, and the third thing here, uh, let me just say this, that David, not only did David learn in taking care of the sheep, not only did he learn to be a warrior, but he was also a songwriter. He was a psalmist in the time that he was spending with the sheep. And I like what it says because David learned who he was. He was not just a warrior, but he was a psalmist for God. And his psalms that are written in the Bible are feeding countless of millions of people today. And we see here that it says in Psalms 139, it says here, uh, it says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful and I know them full well. Praise God. So when David discovered who he was, he found out that he was fearfully made. And I'm going to say this, that you are fearfully made. And God has made, has made you into a wonderful work. Do you believe that today? you got to get a revelation of that. That, that. that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, God has preordained you, amen, to walk out the calling of God in your life. I believe that today. Because in Psalms 139.16, it says, Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in a book before one of them came to be. So what am I saying to you today? God has a book of your life. And in that book, it's the calling that God has for you in that book. I'm going to say that again. God has a book, and you know, you could say a script. You could say there's a movie of your life. There's a book that God has in heaven. And what we need to do is discover who we are, discover our giftings, and we start walking out the pre ordained plan that God has for our life. 
Your plan, your, 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 your life is preordained for victory. Your life is preordained to walk in the blessings of God. Your life is preordained to make a difference in this world. And I'm telling you, the chapter of that uh, of, 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 of your life is, is, is being written even now, glory to God. Number three, God gifts uh, has, uh, will, give, will show you your purpose in life. Number three, God's gift that you walk in will show you your purpose in life. Amen. And so when we start walking out our gift, we understand our purpose. And when we understand our purpose, we get fulfilled. Amen. In Romans 12, 3 and 8, it says, For by grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly as you ought, but rather think of yourself more soberly in judgment in accordance with faith God has distributed to each of you. So what here he's saying here, sometimes we can disqualify ourselves from serving in the ministry of God because we look at our past, but sometimes we look at ourselves too highly and think, oh, doing something for God in a small manner is, is beneath us. I'm, I'm preaching to somebody today. Oh, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm more qualified than, 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 you know, serve coffee. I'm more qualified than open the door and greet somebody. I, I, I have more giftings than that. Well, well, yeah, you might, but you might need to start off humble. You might need to get a little humility in your life. You know, I might have had a gift of teaching and preaching, but God put me through ushering and working with the youth and, 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 and working behind the, 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 the sound system. And uh, God had to put me through a process called testing time. Anybody going through a testing time? And so we're always going through a testing time in our lives. And, and to test it, sometimes we, we, we think too highly of ourselves. No, we ought to think soberly. Amen. You know, the, the, the little things can turn into big things. The little things, you think, oh, it's, it's, oh, it's little just to, just to help in the children's church. No, it's, a bit, it's big. Because you're putting something in the kids. You're, you're putting something eternal in the kids. It's, you may think, oh, that's a little thing. No, that's a big thing. Everything that we do in God, I believe God, that we do by the, by the leading of the Holy Spirit is big in God. So each one of us has the power to, to step up and do what God is calling us to do as we, as we step into those things, as we move forward in just taking little steps. That's all you need to do is just take little steps. And when you take little steps in the kingdom of God, then God will cause your steps to get greater and greater and you will have a bigger footprint. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? In this earth and in this life and you will build a legacy Amen. Not just for yourself, but for your family and for your relative, for your for your kids and, and their kids, because you're building something amazing in this life. And when you get I'm telling you, we're not just we're not just serving down here just 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 to be blessed. I mean, you're not here just to get blessed. You're here to be a blessing. We're not here just to be blessed, but we're here to be a blessing. And when we, when we understand that God blesses us and gifts us to be a blessing 
then we're going to be doing great and mighty things in the kingdom of God. Do you believe that today? I'm telling you, look at your neighbor and say, you're called. Now, now look at your other neighbor and say, step into your call. Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you. Father, I endeavor to minister this word in power and demonstration of your spirit. I thank you, Father God, you have called each one of us. And you have called us to be ministers, Father God. Ministers of reconciliation. Ministers, Father God, to, to make a difference in this life. Father, I thank you for those that are, are here and in this church, Father God, and that they're making eternal decisions to, to step forward in the giftings and callings that you have in their lives. I thank you, Father, for those that are watching online. And I'm telling you, the first gift you need to walk in is the gift of life. And that is eternal life. And, and if you are watching online, or perhaps you're here and you're a visitor, and, and you've never made a commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ, you need to get that gift of life today. And so if that's you today and you're watching online, I want you, if you're ready to receive Christ, I want you to pray this prayer after me. And mean in your heart, say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.